How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Nana the Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsforth and Lou Goosens. And today, we're talking The Mandalorian Episode 5 and Watchmen Episode 8. And for our Patreon listeners, we just recorded two this last weekend. Julian's editing them right now. Recording a couple more on Thursday, including a discussion on the foreign film Parasite. So if you still want to sign up and support the boys, head over to patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. Also, if you've been enjoying the show so far, make sure to drop us a rating and review on Apple. Helps a ton with growing the pod and hooking new listeners and downloading. So thanks, y'all, in advance to do that. All right, so let's start the show. What did you guys think? Did you guys think this was better than last week's episode? I thought it was a little better. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%, yeah. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was a little bit better, but I thought there was some stuff that took me out of it a little bit. But I'll get to that as we go through. Yeah. Starting this one, it started out with the cold open out in space. That felt very A New Hope-like with the whole tracking sites, you know, Vader yeah. hunting the rebels, but dude, that line that he said when he says "bring <laughs> oh, you said, in warm or cold," and he said that's my line. I don't even mind that part, but just the guy saying that, man, sound corny. Oh yeah, I thought that whole part was all really good. The the entire dogfight up until the end of it, when he pulled the trigger on him and his whole shit blew up, and he just yelled in the most corny fashion. I swear. But that's what happened in New Hope. Yeah, I didn't mind that. That felt Star Wars-y. What's his name? Who's the... There was that fat guy in the Rogue Squad. Those rebel pilots all died like that, yeah. Yeah, they all died like that, screaming into the shit. So that part of mine, but just the dialogue. I don't know. It just looked weird for some reason. So that part, and then it goes down, they land. Even while they're flying down, they have that shot of Moss Eisley that was straight. Same shot that they did in A New Hope. They had the two moons of Tatooine that was all the same stuff. Yep. He lands in, I don't remember what hangar the Millennium Falcon was. It was like 90-something, 94. They land in 35. Didn't mind any of that part either. Like, I didn't really mind the the woman either. She just had that bad wig, looked like Ripley from Alien. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, I like that too. I just, the only thing is I don't get why he just left Baby Yoda. Again, dude? <laughs> yeah. What he, is this guy's deal? He just left them alone and they're a high priority bounty. Like, what the fuck? I know. He needs, cause he needs, to, like, when is he going to learn? He needs to stop doing that. <laughs> Hopefully, after this episode, I mean, shit. Yeah. And then, so going through, they showed Moss Eisley. I thought, honestly, Moss Eisley looked a little like there wasn't enough people in it when they were going through a little bit. There was a sweet shot, too, with all the skulls. The stormtrooper. Sorry, the stormtrooper helmets. Looked like there was still heads in them, even. Yeah. Yeah, it looked a little desolate out there. Maybe that was just the time. Yeah, I guess maybe it's five years later and all that. But yeah, then it leads into the cantina. I knew we were going to get a cantina shot after all that happened. And in there, they don't have droids. They have droids now. That would make sense, though. What? the That they're using droids now or what? Oh, no. that It's kind of barren because the Empire probably facilitated a lot of trade. A lot of work. Yeah, gave people a lot more work opportunities, even though they were bad, you know. They still need a lot of materials like mining, trading, and now it's kind of like power void. So it makes sense that there's not as many people, not as much shit going on. Yeah, it definitely makes sense in this era. That So that could definitely be it. Yeah, that didn't bother me. No, me neither. Yeah, so then there's droids that are running the 
whatever the Moss Eisley Cantina. This is the first major issue though for me in this episode was <laughs> that bounty hunter fool man. Is his name Toro? Toro, whatever. He was so bad, dude. The, by far the worst of these side characters that we've been nitpicking on. Yeah, worst character. He's not even a side character. He was a main character in this <laughs> yeah, one. He was there the whole time. Honestly, I looked him up too. He his dad was Bobby Cavanaugh, who was just in. He was just in The Irishman, and he's really good friends with John Favreau. So it's not even like that. This guy auditioned and killed it. He just got a plug in. Yeah, possibly. I mean, we don't know the whole story. That's true. Just about his his family connections. That that guy was just ah oh man, dude. And he was sitting where Han Solo was sitting and. It didn't even just seeing that shot, I was like, "Oh, dude, why would they do that?" It's, they're trying to parallel. Got this Jersey Shore looking fool. He just looked like a tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just some of his his dialogue was taking me out. Yeah, that, that was, he was my main problem in the episode. A lot of other stuff I'd really enjoy. But this is my first job. Yeah, bro, and he breaks the fob. <laughs> yeah, why would the Mandalorian keep helping him after? Why would I mean right after he destroys that? Just say fuck you, I'm out. He's being difficult. There's no work, dude. He needs a job. I guess. That's true. He did need it. Fuck. Deal with that idiot the whole time. Yeah, that the whole time when Christian and I were watching it, we, I was just hoping he would get iced. <laughs> I was like, dude, I hope he dies. Please just die soon. On top of everything, that guy had to be some sort of trust fund baby or something, too. He had two brand new speeders that binocular <laughs> yeah. thing, a ton of money at the end. Definitely not a legend, either. No, fuck no. <laughs> The dumbass. Now he's just some body that they took to the wasteland or whatever. Where'd they take his body? The Judlin Waste or whatever? It was Beggar's Canyon. Beggar's Canyon, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Luke's just casually <laughs> seen bodies while they were practicing out there. <laughs> Probably. Growing up rough. He didn't bother me in the beginning. He kind of more bothered me towards the end. Yeah. I think at the very end was the only time that I wasn't he finally did something that I didn't expect when he shot her I was like oh shit that was a good move no yeah I agree when when that happened that was the first move that he I thought did. that was dumb as fuck oh I definitely think that if he would have shot her it would have been a bad move I mean not shot her uh let her go sorry oh just him turning on the Mandalorian I was like well that's even oh, dumber yeah. than letting her go once he shot her I was like well that's fucking stupid well what he should have done is just taken the baby and got out of there they had a chance to do a pretty sweet cliffhanger that wouldn't have been the same ending where he just saves the baby again yeah or the baby gets saved sorry he didn't save it last time but yeah he just goes back and dies 10 seconds later it just makes the whole thing seem fucking pointless we asked the mandalorian for help he said it's his first bounty and then he turns on it's like dude you suck at this you're gonna get fucked on yeah <laughs> it just didn't make sense and the Mandalorian's a fucking living legend. It's such a mismatch, you know. We all know the ending to this. Yeah, they yeah. come back, wreck this fool, take the baby. Damn, he shot him with Baby Yoda right there too. For real, that was. That was gonna ask. Do you guys think that Baby Yoda did like a force move out of there? Probably, maybe, because he definitely seemed like he was in a different location when he came out. Also, do you do you notice he used force scream? Yeah, I was gonna ask what you guys thought about that at the beginning, like Obi Wan does in A New Hope. That's probably what that was, huh? Yeah. He's like giggling. That was a good shot of Baby Yoda, too, coming out, looking all tired, looking sad, wondering where <laughs> Mandalorian is. With that howl. He was, or whatever that shit was. Yeah. That was the other thing, too. This one, I felt like 
in this episode there wasn't as much baby yoda might have helped a little bit yeah i don't know it it just doesn't make sense why he left him in the ship though and the other thing too is he let so this guy wants to get into the bounty hunters guild he let that guy see the baby if he's trying to get into this guild it's gonna connect eventually back to him yeah maybe he just thought he didn't have to worry about it at the moment i guess he must have but (laughs) then they're going and trying to catch this other bounty hunter i don't know i just (laughs) yeah that part too i was like well dude this is gonna come back this is going to haunt him somehow. I will say, though, the speeder bike scenes were pretty sick. Oh, yeah. I felt it just kind of gave off like episode one vibes with them out there. And that scene was definitely one of the sickest of, of this season so far at the night when they went and tried to track her down. What was her name? Fennec Shand. That's, That's right. It. She seemed like she could have been a badass character, too. And they just, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not really mad because I thought that ending was sick when they turned and, and just shot her. What do you guys think about the Tuscan Raiders scene in this? I like it. <laughs> That was sick. Yeah, I thought it made it seem like they're they're not totally mindless creatures. It kind of yeah. reminded me of Native Americans and how those tribes, some are warrior like, some did want to trade, you know. So this yeah. and this was apparently the first time they ever used sign language in Star Wars. And that was actually a deaf actor too who did that. That's cool. Damn, that's sick as fuck. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's and it must mean that he's been either to Tatooine or he because where else would a Tuscan Raider be? I yeah, I don't know what other planets they live on. I think it's just Tatooine. It could be kind of like a universal thing, though, too. The sign language, whatever. This guy knows a bunch of languages, too. But he knows he knows how to speak Jawa a little bit, too, or understand them. Yeah, well, I guess living in a galaxy where everything's that connected, I mean, most people would probably pick up a, a bunch of different languages, right? Do you know how many languages you know? We live on a planet with hundreds <laughs> of languages. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying maybe he's lived there or something. One, or... really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just learning. I'm trying to learn. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying that's like impressive that he probably knows a couple more. We'll keep seeing. So he's a smart dude, clearly. But that's why I just at the same time, it's like, why you keep leaving this baby? Why you keep making some of these other just dumb decisions every now and then? Yeah. And I was going to ask you, what? why do you guys think? Another thing, too, that seemed he didn't he didn't bring his rifle with him for this. I guess maybe because he was worried he would disintegrate her. And even in the concept art, he had it in all the shots. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't bring it. Maybe he's out of ammo, dude. He's had like fucking four shots left for the last two episodes. Really? Oh, really? Doesn't it feel like that? He's like four on his chest for the last two episodes. I guess that's true. I didn't even think about that. He probably he yeah, has to run out and buy some. He probably has a resupply in, inside of his ship, though. I don't know, dude. Why you only got four across your chest? <laughs> He's kind of bad with his money, too, so maybe he isn't stocked up as much as we think. Oh, you mean like he just slings it? He, he just slings out his money, dude. He even keep anything of that <laughs> stuff at the end. He definitely yeah. overpaid. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's kind of a shitty bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, though, was him leaving Toro with the other bounty hunter and walking to go get the, uh, what's it called, Dewback? The Dewback, yeah. That was another pretty stupid move. I mean, I get that he did. that's dumb? I get that he did see it close by. He thought he could get it pretty fast, but yeah, I don't get why he didn't just make them come or something. I guess he wasn't expecting him to turn. Oh, you mean like make everyone walk over to that? Yeah. Yeah, they could have just done that too. That's a good point. And just I, there was that line too where he said, she's no good to us dead. That Obviously, that's a callback to Boba Fett, Empire Strikes Back. But saying yeah. that, wouldn't that make her think, oh, I can try to get away. They're not going to actually kill me. Yeah, that's what I would think too. Because if you, or they'll just shoot 
shoot her in the legs or some shit. Yeah. Is there any other references to the old movies? She's got the high ground. That That's probably getting turned into a meme. My biggest complaint was that we got introduced to two characters again, and they don't really, they didn't really take a ton of time to develop them, you know, and then in the end, they're both just die. Yeah, they yeah. don't matter. Yeah. So it does feel like this one felt kind of like a throwaway episode besides the very end, yeah. which we're going to talk about in a second, more than the other one, because at least the other one, he might go back to that planet. He might see Cara Dune again. This one felt like, oh, we're just trying to be nostalgic, bring back Tatooine, classic Star Wars place, do all these tiebacks. And even some of the nostalgia felt a little forced. You don't really need to see all this stuff. Just keep going, you know, keep telling cool stories. You don't have to always do it like that. Yeah, I think this the time that this show has taken on these past two episodes would have been serviced a lot better towards developing the characters that it just introduced us to, like the other Mandalorians. Because I think that was a pretty interesting dynamic, and it would have been—I I, would have been really interested in seeing it developed further. Yeah, like the, the Mandalorian clan and all that. Yeah, exactly. Like Paz, Paz Vizsla, and then the the armor, and ho- hopefully more. And I don't even mind that they're—I assume the next two episodes, because there's only well, what episode around five? So there's probably gonna be another yeah. kind of style episode like this next one, and then I bet seven and eight are gonna push the whole Baby Yoda arc forward. But yeah, I mean, this one just felt like you had an opportunity to do something a little different if, let's say, the bounty hunter takes Baby Yoda. In the end, he's safe again. Yeah, it, it felt very disposable, the episode did. Yeah, you could just skip this episode and you wouldn't miss anything, really. Kind of a bummer. But I've, I have I still have hope for like the next couple episodes. Yeah, the next one's going to be... So the next one's Rick... I can't remember how to say his name, but it's the guy who directed episode two. And episode seven mm-hmm. will be Deborah Chow again, who did episode three. And it ends with Taika Watiti. So that's pretty good directors, the next three episodes. Yeah, solid. Oh, Whereas yeah. this, where this one was Dave Filoni who wrote and directed this, and he's never done live action before the show. Yeah. Which for me also at the same time, it's like, why are you taking risks with people who haven't who done live the, action before? Who did the writing though? Cause... Filoni. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I feel like the writing was the worst part in this episode. Yeah, well, and that character. <laughs> oh my, yeah. I mean, a lot of his dialogue was pretty bad, and his acting as well. It was just overall, yeah. yeah. And there was one, I, the other, I can't remember her name. The mechanic, I forgot too. The pit droids were a cool throwback too to mm-hmm. episode one. I love the pit droids. Yeah, the pit droids are dope. She had one line though where she, he's holding the the flash grenade. Is that what it is? It was just like a flash grenade. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. So he's holding the flash grenade, and she says, you're not as dumb as you look, but she says it's so loud. Why are you even saying anything right now? If you know what's happening, then, you know, just let it happen. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I it, it was more writing, for sure. But that other character, yeah, definitely. Okay, sorry. Yeah, then, so you want to talk about the ending? So the ending, guy walks up back to where... Fennec. So he walks up where Fennec is. I assume that she was... What was she even doing out there, did they say? Was she supposed to meet up with someone? I honestly don't even know the significance of her character. Well, she's an elite bounty hunter. Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't know why she was there or who she's tied to or anything. Yeah, someone's hunting her, but we didn't really know why. They didn't really show any of that. Yeah. So, so I assume that she was supposed to meet up with someone or what's your guys' theory? Someone else was hunting her? I don't have a theory on it because I don't know that much about her character is the only reason. I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about who was there at the end. Yeah, I just don't know. Well, we know that she was. someone was trying to kill her. Yeah, that's true. One, and she's been hired by 
big time organizations. So that could be someone working with the empire. So I know that the, like a, the popular thing is people think it's Boba Fett. What do you guys think? You think it'd be Boba Fett? Oh, why do, why do people think it's Boba Fett? So for one, when he's walking, whenever the person is walking up, it has that like clinking sound on his shoes that sounds just like the clinking in Empire Strikes Back. He has a cape. Hmm. It's on Tatooine. But the problem with that also, it's five years later. Why the fuck would Boba Fett still be on Tatooine? Yeah, it's interesting though. But she's an elite bounty hunter, so that's a target that someone like him who used to work directly with the Fets, work with the Empire, that's someone who would be hired for this sort of situation. Yeah. The problem is his cape's way too long also. Is it black yeah. too? It looks dark, yeah. It looks. It doesn't look like his. His looks like a little short yellow or something colored one, and it doesn't really go over his, his uh, jetpack. Well, it could be a new cape. Yeah, so, for sure. Definitely. A little more yeah. Sith or something. It feels more Empire to me. I was thinking yeah. it's probably that guy, Moff Gideon. What's his name? Giancarlo? Gus. Gus? Yeah. <laughs> Gus Boy. I think it's probably that guy. Probably was going out there to hire her. She had to meet up with him or something on this planet. On top of everything, like back a couple months ago, John Favreau said that Boba Fett wouldn't be in the show. They're going to explore all new characters. But they could be lying. Like Dave yeah. Filoni's lied before. He said that in his Rebels show, there wasn't going to be anyone. Then he had, what's her name? How do you say her name, Ross? Ahsoka? Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And on top, we don't even know if this guy's alive, Boba Fett. I don't think Star Wars Battlefront counts as canon, right? That'd be the only instance post-2000 Disney no. buying him that it would be the only thing. Because it's it's not like he's in a story in Battlefront. It's just he's a character you can play as in multiplayer. Yeah, so that's the only real thing. Huh. I know George Lucas said after he sold after George Lucas sold the rights, he said that that was always his intention was that Boba Fett would climb out of that. And like we've seen stuff like that happen. We've seen Darth Maul come back, and what we, we know it. about the how it digests you super slowly, it would be possible if he used jetpack. Who's the fucking Gus gonna be? His character's name is Moff Gideon. He's in the Empire. Where is he for? Like, what's he been introduced him before? How do you know his name? He's he was in the trailer. trailer. Yeah, he's in the marketing. Oh, okay. And yes. Moth, we, moths are pretty powerful warlords, imperial warlords, kind of. Yeah, let's name. Can you name one? Another one just for people in Star Wars canon who would know? Moff Tarkin. Yeah, Moff Tarkin. He was in episode four. Yeah. Blows up with the Death Star. He's a badass. Is Thrawn a moth? He's Grand Admiral. Yeah, so he's not. I don't even... Grand Admiral! More like my fucker. Yeah, this dude's got a blaster, so I don't know. Maybe he's... He could be Boba Fett Fizet. Yeah, he could. I mean, he could be. He could be even... He could be... What's that guy? Bill Burr, his character who hasn't been introduced yet. What? Bill Burr's in this? Yeah, you're gonna be in this. Bill Burr's in this? (laughs) What the fuck? What is his character? I think he's just gonna be another bounty hunter trying to go after Baby Yoda and Mando. Okay, that's interesting. Let's go, Bill Burr. There's some other characters that could be maybe, what's that guy, Cad Bane? He was in the Wait. Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's dead, though. I think that they had an episode where he was supposed to, they never aired it. It was like an unfinished episode where he was supposed to die, but it's not official yet. So, yeah, I think you're right, though. Okay. I consider that he's dead. Yeah. Dude, this could be Boba Fett. Who knows? It could be, yeah. They could have been totally lying and say he's in, he's going to be in this. Because honestly, like his he's got kind of kind of the same shoes and pantalones. 
Yeah, if I could send you the video, if I had a video with me, I, I would show you like the sound it's making when he's walking. Which side does Boba keep his blaster on? His right side, his left. That'd be like, good. He usually just carries it. What? He usually holds it in his right hand, like with the butt into his right shoulder. Yeah, he's usually rocking that shit in his hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. in his hand. What? Are you sure about that, G? I guess here, okay, here's something I forgot too we can talk about with this whole Boba Fett thing. One of the synopsis was released. I can't remember if it's for six or seven, but it says the Mandalorian makes up with an old rival. Who would you guys think that would be? Old rival? Oh, IG-11? That's what I would think, right? Probably yeah. IG-11. Because he's supposed to be coming back, apparently. He's supposed to have a character arc, but he's only been in one episode out of five. Yeah, he's the best supporting character so far. Need to bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And there was the movie, there was that Boba Fett movie in development that got canned because they decided to do the Mandalorian instead. So they might still have plans for this character. Hey, you know what sucks, dude, is I brought Watch Towers A New Hope and Jabba the Hutt as a fucking CGI is so fucking dumb. Yeah, they they added that shit in later, right, Ross? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kills one. He wasn't in the original. Well, in the original cut, it was a guy in a suit and they step over him. That's why he steps over that tail, and they and they add that in later. George Lucas was always tinkering with his movies, man. There was even a cut that came out this year, and he changed. He added McClunky in. That's what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. God, why does he got to fiddle fuck with that shit? It's annoying. <laughs> I know. Just leave it how it was. It's a classic. I guess it's his creation. I don't know. It's probably not Bubba Fett. I guess it's not just his creation, though. A lot of people worked on that shit. Yeah, I, I, I could see if you're thinking that it really improves the movie, but does it really improve the movie adding him in for that scene, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Because I think in a Return of the Jedi, he's a like a character. He's like a puppet kind of, right? Who are you talking about? Boba, or Jeng, or sorry, what the fuck's his name? Jabba the Jabba. Jabba? Uh, yeah, he's a big puppet. I'm pretty certain. Yeah, so I don't know why they would change that, but whatever. Was there any Fett? There was a Fett reference in this episode too, wasn't there? A Fett or a Hut? Oh, hut hut, yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, a Hut reference. <laughs> the, yeah. No Fett reference, definitely not. Yeah, I was like, damn, I did not catch that. No, fuck, my bad, bro. I'm sorry. I think that's like one of the people that that chick worked for the Huts. That's right. He did make a reference that she used to work for the Huts and other people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't got anything else in this episode, boys. So would no, you, overall, would you say this one? You guys said this was better than the last one, right? Yeah, not by much, though. So. <laughs> yeah that's not okay these past two episodes have definitely been a step down yeah man i didn't think it was that bad i thought it was way better than the last one the last one irked me i just meant like a step down from three episode three i thought that's the best episode yeah we've seen. that's what i need every episode yeah, for sure now. i need that and just some shitty side characters the past couple episodes damn let's just start building on one fucking gay one scary guy I was gonna say the same thing that they need to get the just get the plot really going now a little bit. Bring that in whoever the actual villain is because it's clearly not Werner, the client. No. How many seasons of this is there supposed to be? They're working on season two. I'm pretty sure already. Right. Season two is filming right now to come out yeah. next year, so they're probably gonna try to do a season every year. Oh. But doesn't that kind of worry you, dude? If like John Favreau's mm-hmm. writing and almost. He already had the second season written. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking bad. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You sit back and develop your story and bring in some other writers, you know, because you clearly have a hit show with this. And 
I don't know. I'm just a little worried if some of these episodes are still just kind of mediocre. Yeah. What, what's the viewership like? I wonder. Easily, this is definitely their top show for sure. And it's the most in-demand show in the world right now. But that also is factor in that it's not available everywhere. Didn't episode four have like seven million some views? I don't know if they've released seven million. Holy fuck, dude. That'd be a, like first day. Oh, you're talking about Watchmen. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's what? I was going to say, dude. There's... Let's see. Let's see how much it's pirated. Most pirated shows. Mandalorian. This will this will be telling. <laughs> see, so like if they're getting good rating or like get good viewership, then I don't think they're going to do that and like develop the story like we want. Yeah, you think they're going to rush it just to get content? Because they need content. Well, there's but... no reason to, especially if they're getting the viewership that they want. Yeah. They're making the money. They're creating the hype. Baby Yoda's a hit everywhere. Yeah, they're making going to make money off that character for sure. Mandalorian is set to become 2019's, 2019's most pirated show even over Game of Thrones. So people wow. are watching this shit. There's no fucking way. Yeah, we're going to get the same mediocre kind of shit. Or what they need to do is just stick with the director. Keep one director or two directors yeah. and let those people... Yeah, know, don't do these. Don't keep bouncing around directors. Like pick the ones that really stood out this season. They could have learned that from their fucking trilogy, dude, or from their Skywalker saga. That yeah. was lesson number one. For real, it's that's another thing. Why do they keep doing that? That's exactly the point, man. Shit, that's what I mean. That's what they're gonna do now with the trilogies. They're gonna give Ryan Johnson a trilogy. We don't know about this other one. They have, apparently have someone in mind, but they're not announcing it till next year. Yeah, man, it's the same thing with the shows and. What's her name? Deborah Chow. She's going to do the entire Obi-Wan series. But they should do it with this show. Like, this show's on air now. People are enjoying it. Keep it going. If, what's working? They don't really have much working too great right now. What do you mean? I think what Baby Yoda's great. Popping off. People are watching the show. They got a huge budget for it. The Pedro Pascal's pretty good in that role. Like, at least he is believable in the role. His acting's been fine. Yeah, it's just the... Yeah, the writing, dude. Some of the writing is just not good, and, and that, some of the acting, some of these side characters. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. People aren't really calling for better fucking writing or better or a better storyline, so it's not like, why would they give a fuck? I mean, I don't really mind the whole kind of, it's this guy traveling through the galaxy doing these one-off episodes. It just kind of make them, just make, this, make the characters around it better, and yeah, I don't mind the the... the the plot hasn't really moved that much forward. It's just some of these characters, dude, for me, mostly it's the characters and decisions, just some of the decisions he's making. Yeah. You can make these characters way more interesting with all the plethora of different races and stuff. You can make them and the different backgrounds you can make them have. Well, and actors just get more better. And actors. The, well, yeah. And <laughs> the acting too, for 100%. Definitely starts with the acting. Don't cast your friends, cast, cast the best people. <laughs> for sure alright boys we got anything else on this or moving on no I'm good what about you guys good. anything else Luke straight brother so one fan cue one one follower cue Cameron Ivory he's asking so he said in episode 5 when Luke is leaving the Dagobah system Obi-Wan says he is our only hope Yoda replies no there's another could that be a reference to the baby Yoda I definitely don't think that. I think no. isn't that canon at this point that that is a hundred percent Leia? Leia. If they wreck on that, that'd be bullshit. It's definitely them talking about Leia. Like. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, Baby Yoda's not gonna have any arc on the Rise of Skywalker or anything either. I think even a couple of the actors said no, he's definitely not in it. They hadn't even heard of it until all this stuff happened. 
Oscar Isaac, I'm pretty sure, said that straight up. No, yeah. Yoda says says that multiple times about Leia. Yeah, so 100% Leia, Skywalkers. If Baby Yoda ever comes into the movies, it's not going to be, I don't think, until the, whatever that plans after the Rise of Skywalker, because clearly going to keep going. This isn't going to oh, be wait. the end. <laughs> okay, it's not even like a f- confirmed canon or anything. It's literally said in the movie. So the first time when Obi-Wan and Yoda are talking, when Luke leaves, he says there is another. And then later when Yoda's dying, as he's dying, he says there is another Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the next movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so zero so, chance. Like, for sure. People would be pissed, dude. They, they retcon because that's straight up canon in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, 100% confirmed. Okay, so let's move on. Watchmen episode two. What episode was this? Eight? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, eight. Watchmen episode eight. A god yeah, walks man. into a bar. You notice that they like yeah, re- remove that little the space dash in there. Yeah, they removed the space. So it's just a clever play on words. Yeah. And we already talked a bar. That was the black Superman. It was the seventies black exploitation. A black exploitation. Yeah, black exploitation film. So clever tie-in. That's also the first time we see a character walk through the title card, which makes sense with his character. What, with the wordplay? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys notice on the mural, someone drew a massive dick on him? Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, I didn't. What? I just think I took it as, yeah, it's, there people are celebrating him, but there's also a ton of people that still just hate him because of what he did to that place. Oh, yeah. And this bar, Eddie's Bar, that's the same one that the comedian kills the woman at in the graphic novel, so... That's just a nice connection because that's a place oh, where Dr. Oh. Manhattan loses a big part of his faith in humanity. Because remember, that was the whole point of it is that he just lets it happen. And here he's going back to it and sort of regaining humanity when he goes in there and sees Angela. Yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan of uh, the look for him, for Dr. Manhattan. I don't know how great they're going to be able to do with a TV budget. But I thought, yeah. for, like, my, 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 my main issues were this and they weren't even that big for me, really, was the CGI. But I thought he looked pretty good when he was glowing. It was just... The CGI? What CGI? When? When he's glowing? So when, for, she, when she cracks him open? No, 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 no. At the very end, I think, is what yeah. you're talking about, Ross, right? When he's floating in the living room? Like, the full-on, you get to see his face shot? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I thought, like, for one split second, it didn't look that bad. For But for most of it, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, no, I was, I was saying when he's not glowing and it's just, it just looks like he's painted in blue. Yeah, his eyebrows look kind of whack too. That was yeah. the other thing. When he's glowing though, I thought he looked pretty good for the most part. Yeah, I didn't think he looked too bad. I honestly, I do like... Nothing about him bothered me. Nothing about I do him. like Zack Snyder's version of Dr. Manhattan more. It looks more accurate. Well, yeah, they got they got a CGI and they had a f- way bigger budget. They had a hundred million budget for that movie. That was authentic, so, yeah. but... Man, dude, this Dr. Manhattan has a way bigger piece. Dude, <laughs> did you see his big fucking swinging dick when he walked oh, yeah. in to see Adrian Veidt? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm glad they got in that shot. They need at least one full-on dick shot. Yes, classic Manhattan. I mean, we yeah. didn't get to see head, but we got to see solid shaft. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Bro, even that, that scene was great, too, just... That CGI looked pretty good, too, with the whole Karnak. That was the same guy who did Game of Thrones. There's multiple guys that have done Game of Thrones. The VFX, who was their main VFX for the dragons and all that. He did oh, Karnak, the, the Karnak okay. scene, just how it was looking out there. He did, like, the snow stuff. Oh, that's that's cool. 
Hmm. Karnak. Uh, yeah, I thought, dude, I loved how it was, it was going through the scene of Angela and Dr. Manhattan in the bar and they were talking, but it would jump to the scene that they're talking about. I loved how it ju- jumped. That was so fucking good. It yeah. felt exactly like chapter four in the graphic novel. Yeah, it's fucking What's good. chapter four? Chapter four is the one where he's kind of losing it and you start seeing his history. Yeah. Shows his- oh, yeah. He's like, at this time, I'm in blah, 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 doing this while I'm also simultaneously in bed doing this or whatever, you know? Yeah. Oh, it- yeah. He's doing all these things all at the same time. Well, that's what we're saying in the graphic novel. It, it did that. That's what introduces you to it. Yes. And just this whole episode is probably the riskiest one because you have to nail Dr. Manhattan. And I thought they did a really good job with his how he acts and portraying how he sees time. Like we were talking about last episode, he just all of this is happening for him at once. He's a kid. He's an adult. But at the same time, there's still this one linear timeline for everyone else. So yeah. when he realizes he loves her, that's when it really happened for him. Yeah. Now it makes sense why Adrian Veidt ended up hating, you know, where um, Europa so much. Because, like, when you create beings that just only want to serve, it ends up getting kind of boring. Yeah, he needed people. Yeah, he never realized how much conflict was good for him. That's what he loved. Yeah, he he thinks he needs to be play, a place where people need him to yeah. save their shit. Yeah. Yeah, he views humanity as his children, too. It's kind of... Little crazy boy. And that wasn't even really so this is gonna ask you guys about this. It's kind of his own fault too. He was blaming Dr. Manhattan, but it's like, dude, you just traded the technology for him to forget about you <laughs> to save you if you ever needed it to go there. When he was mad, he's blaming Dr. Manhattan for this. But I was gonna ask, do you guys think that maybe Dr. Manhattan planned this to know that the person who could probably kill him is not on the world, so he doesn't have to worry about that aspect for now while he's going well, under? He he knew everything that was going to happen in the future anyways. He doesn't but know he Tachyons. He doesn't know how he loses his memory. No. Wait, what do you mean? Because when he walks in, he didn't know about Tachyons. He's he's like, do you know what this is? He's like, actually, I don't. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Yeah, and he doesn't actually. I think that he goes there. He knows he has to go there, but he doesn't know that this is what's going to happen that causes him to forget the next 10 years. Because it has to do with Tachyons. It has to do with that technology. I did think mm-hmm. it was a little convenient, though, that he had already made this 30 years prior, and that was never brought up in the graphic novel or anything. That was one little complaint. Start, yeah. If that was plan A, why wouldn't you start with plan A? Why would you start with plan B? That's I don't know anything about that. I mean, maybe there's a valid reason. It was probably just harder to pull off because you have to make him be down for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, That's a good point. I was going to say what the director, so the directors and writers commented on this episode too and just the challenges with it. And I think they just did a pretty great job at the beginning too with not showing him. And she was saying that a lot of this episode, Nicole, Nicole Castle, she's the producer and the director of this episode right here. I think she did a couple oh, of okay. previous episodes too. Gotcha. And I just thought they did a good job of showing the people who haven't read the comics how you would do this. And a lot of this stuff, no one knew that he was going to become Dr. Manhattan. Like Yahya Abdul-Mateen, he didn't know until after he had already taken the role and he was a couple episodes in. Then they told him, hey, dude, you're going to become Dr. Manhattan. And so after that, he scrambled to get shredded because he's like, dude, I can't go out there (laughs) not being cut for this role. And on that episode, go all the way up to episode seven and eight or six or seven, whenever the reveal happened in six, only like 20 people even knew about this in the whole group and everyone behind the scenes and stuff. 
And on that day, when they were mm-hmm. filming those scenes, they kept trying to have to experiment to figure out how do we do this without showing his face and experimenting with the voices. And they experimented with putting contacts in his eyes even too, which they ended up dropping because it just looked kind of ridiculous and it was fucking with yeah. his eyes. And that whole that whole bar scene, they would do eight to 12 pages off book. That means that they're just straight up like thinking of stuff on the fly to say and the dialogue was changing. So I just thought it was really impressive. And none of this leaked. Yeah, that is really good. And props to Regina King too, man. She killed it this episode. Yeah, she was good. Her last scene Correcting. where she's freaking out, I was, I was cracking up when she was all pissed at him on the pool. I liked what they did with the Dr. Manhattan's character and how they portrayed him as far as a character. I just, it, it looked really weird with his face on Dr. Manhattan's body. Just, it looked like a different person. Well, I think that's the point is that he maybe still has some of those characteristics of Cal and he wants to be a man. He wants to be a human. It seems like at this point in life, he's already gone off, tried to create humanity. He did what he said he was going to do. He went off, tried to create humanity, realized that this isn't that great either. You know, all these people just worship me, wanted to go back and try to connect with people. Yeah. So I don't, that face, that didn't bother me. They had to show his face at some point. What'd you think, Luke? That didn't bother me at all. Yeah, I didn't mind. I liked how they didn't show it before and after he took the body and then they showed his face, you know, and that, that made sense. Yeah, I thought everything, like, taking over the cow. I was wondering, what do you guys think about this, too? That body that he took, do you think that he potentially killed that guy? Because he just died of a heart attack at, what, 30, 40, 30 years old? Just randomly. I don't think that he would do that, though, right? Because he doesn't doesn't involve himself in... In the things he sees. Manipulate things. He just lets stuff happen as it's supposed to. Yeah. Well, besides the one fucking thing with uh, Angela's grandpa. What do you mean? When Angela created the time paradox by having him reach through time to deliver a message to hooded justice what do you think that how does that fucking with it what do you mean that's him meddling with time but that always happened i mean it's paradoxical yeah but he's saying a lot of things are paradoxes he was connecting that to how he met with angela him and meeting angela is a paradox because it's supposed to always happen that's what i took when he said that yeah but him meeting angela didn't require a future event to happen before it could happen What's she talking about? How else would he have met her if he didn't know that he was supposed to in the future? I mean, only he knows that. So what do you guys, do you guys think you have any theories then on the grandpa and all that, how that all that ties in? Oh, on the grandpa? It's just that par- that time loop, that paradox. That's yeah, how it ties in. I just in. meant, do you have any theory for how he's going to, like, why would he do this? Oh, what it connects okay. to add in the next episode, just with his character. In the next episode. Oh, I mean, I don't get why Dr. Manhattan just let himself be killed. Like he didn't obviously, die. or not killed, but captured. Because he's like supposed obviously to. Obviously, he saw that it was going to happen. Yeah. But he has the power to easily wipe all of them out with one wave of his hand. But he doesn't do that. But I'm saying, even if he didn't, even if he didn't know his future, he could do that. But he doesn't, though. Even in the comics, he told Lori, he said, "We're all puppets. I'm just a puppet who can see the strings." So he always was supposed to get captured like that. Yeah. So he wouldn't intermeddle. It's totally in his character, I think. What about you, Luke? Yeah. But. But why was he supposed to always be captured? He probably wants to be captured too. I feel yeah, like he I feel probably like wants to, to. because he, that means he dies, or and then he can be, finally be done with his fucking the form he's in. He obviously wants to be a human. Like there's another escape, which would be death. Yeah, whatever the reason that he yeah. got captured right there is going to get revealed. It's not like he just fucking. I mean, he just let it happen. He, him telling someone is different. From, than him taking action too, like him creating that paradox is a lot different than him directly intervening, you know? Yeah, because she told him to do it too. Yeah, that's true. 
And that was always going to happen. Yeah. Regardless. Because she knew she his knew abilities. So it's like, it wasn't his, I don't know. It's not like he was the one who instigated all that shit. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, Luke, you might be right that he just wants to die. And that's why he let himself be captured. But why would, ah, oh, fuck. I guess he just doesn't care that he, his powers would be left in the hands of white supremacists. I don't even think he's going to die, dude. You think he's going to die? Maybe. How are they going to really kill him? He, he said the one way to, that he could pass on his abilities is if he put it in organic sub, substance, right? Yeah. But would that take his powers from him or would it just share them? That's the thing. Maybe he could share them. Yeah. That's a theory. What if he gives his powers to Angela or something? He said something to her about paying attention when she's on the water, which is one of the first things that she brought up when she talked to him. She said, oh, if I get abilities, can I walk on water? Yeah. Like that dialogue was there for a reason. And he's making those waffles for some reason, dude. He can't, I don't <laughs> think he cares about food that much. He's hungry, baby. <laughs> Something to do with that egg, man. I think it ties back even to the egg that he drank at the beginning. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, with that egg in the beginning, it seemed like maybe it had his powers in it. Oh, I don't think it's that egg specifically. I thought that was maybe a sign that it's going to have to do with eggs later. That's like a foreshadowing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> An egg is like pure protein, like energy in a fucking little thing. You know? and, and the chicken and the egg argument as well. I think it has something to do with, oh, well, yeah, I thought the chicken and the egg was, when he said that, I thought that was him connecting it to how he met Angela and he always knew he loved her. And it was like this paradox for him because. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's just supposed to happen. But I was thinking that maybe his grandpa, what if her grandpa, sorry. What if he somehow has Dr. Manhattan powers already? Because remember the beginning of the show, he says, I'm Dr. Manhattan, or he said, and we haven't really seen this guy lie about anything. He laid it all out to her one time that he killed everyone. There was a part where he even ate a hard-boiled egg when it was hella hot. Yeah. And he chugged all that coffee, too. So those are just things that didn't affect him. He stood up. He's 103 years old. 103, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, he might be. He gave it to him when he went over to his New York manor like 30 years ago. 10 years ago. Or 10, yeah, 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 10 years ago. Well, it could have been that. We don't really know when. Who knows? There's something we haven't seen yet, I don't think, yet with his character. Yeah. And I remember in those Lindelof pods, I was telling you guys about those Watchmen ones, there was a point where he said, he made it a point to say this about how that coffee maker emitted a blue light. Just that someone else on the set decided to add that in. He thought it was a cool detail, but he didn't actually explain why it was a cool detail. So I don't know, maybe maybe that guy has Dr. Manhattan powers or he's going to distribute it somehow to a couple people. I guess we'll see. Fuck. Could be cool. Yeah. Like, what do you think about him coming back for love? I think that he... He, like, knew he w- was going to fall in love or whatever. So I went back and reread the end of the graphic novel. You know how we were always saying he doesn't have any interest, but he actually it seems like he was interested in, in humanity and he did come back. But he left because he wanted to do all these other things. He wanted to create life. This one thing that he has been consistent when he's been in love with people, with women. So I think that makes sense that he comes back for that. And he clearly cares. He has cared at some point about what people thought. That's why he agreed to be a crime fighter, a superhero, a weapon. That's why he decided yeah. to keep Vibe's plan alive. And he says that he still experiences life as a kid. And well, the first thing that he remembers really is love, right? what those people said to him. So that's yeah. something that makes him feel safe, right? Wasn't that what he said? It makes him feel safe because there was something too in this episode where he says that he always is experiencing dying. He's always experiencing getting ripped to shreds. Oh, in the ex- 
intrinsic field subtractor. Yeah, so maybe love is just a comfort for him. Because he's always been being torn up. Yeah, and the, yeah, it, there was sense. something in this episode. It was like a love episode, too, because at the very end, he realized she knows that it's not going to work out, and she still goes out there and tries to fight for him. That's when he realized that he was in love with her because yeah. he experiences all these things, but there's still one real timeline where it all happened. Yeah. How is Lady True going to factor into this? I'll, I still feel like she's the vite, you know, she's going to end up being the baddie behind everything somehow. Kind of like how we didn't know Vite was the bad guy until the very end. Yeah. And there was that line too. I What did he say? He said, I have little elephants. So that's another connection to, to Vite. She's got to be his daughter. Dr. Manhattan's? No, dude. No, the, the, Adrian no, Vite. Yeah, that, that's another theory that you had. <laughs> way wrong. Way wrong. Fuck. That is not a theory I had. What are you talking you about? You so said that with your chest last episode. What? You said Dr. Manhattan was her dad. Yeah, you did say that. I remember that. Okay. You also said Dr. Manhattan's powers are weakened when he separates himself everywhere. Okay, I did not say any of these things with my chest, Zach. This song. You put it on air. <laughs> really, I, presented, I presented those theories as something that could happen that I don't even put weight in. No way. We need to talk about her because... There was something else too. She so someone. It seems like that Vite had to make these attacks happen manually, right? So I wonder if she went back down to Antarctica and took over his base and is continuing what he was doing, doing all these squid attacks. I just don't, I don't know what her motive is, man. She wants to save the world too. Yeah, she said she was going to save the world. <laughs> that's what, that's what Vite was doing, though. Yeah, that's what he was doing. And she's a spawn of Vite, dude. So you know she's willing to take drastic measures. Yeah, so we're all we all think that that's his daughter. Oh yeah. Okay. Or what do you think, Ross? I I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, fuck. I have some other stuff too. Let's see. More just like questions for you guys. Dude, ask yourself them. Did you guys watch the post-credit scene? Yeah. Is that uh-huh. what you wanted to talk about, Ross? Yeah. What the fuck was that? With the horseshoe. Yeah. Why was he scratching on the ground? Like, was he trying to dig or was he trying to get something? Yeah, he's definitely trying to dig. I thought it was magnetic or something. It's going to be whatever he uses to escape because remember in episode five, one of the clones, Mr. Phillips, hands him. I guess they're not clones. They're just beings. He hands him a horseshoe and he says, no, I don't need that yet. So that makes me think that he knows this is how he gets out. Someone told him. I think that that's what I'm saying. I think there's another scene where he talks to Dr. Manhattan somehow. I don't know how or how he knows this detail, but he knows that he needed to use that horseshoe to get out of there. You think so? Yeah. That was a cool. I thought that was a pretty interesting post credit scene, too, because we realized the game warden, he's suffering from his own trauma because <laughs> he lost his God. He wears a mask, too, just like everyone else. Damn, that's that's true. That's a good pickup. Vite's reading Fog Dancing, which they really dived into in the PDPedia this week. So we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, I couldn't see what he was reading. It's fo- it was this, it's this book called Fog Dancing, which is by Max Shea, who is a writer in this world. He was one of the minds that Vite took and used for his creature. He ended up killing this guy. He disappeared, but it was because Vite took him and used his mind and the stuff that he did to sort of create that creature, the squid creature. Vite thinks that he's, that's the second greatest book ever. 
<laughs> What's the first? I don't know, Luke. Do you know? There must be. A, it must be like one of his own books or some shit. Something conceited like that. I don't. I don't remember if that was in the <laughs> comics or not. If you want it was, to, it was a noted. Like that was something that they said in the PDP day this week that it was his second favorite. Yeah, I mean that was the post credit scene. Oh, okay. I got another thing for you guys. What do you guys think is going to happen with the kid, his his son? Do you think there's going to be any involvement with that? Because I was thinking about it, and there was remember that episode where he said that he saw the the shooting even though he wasn't looking at it so it almost seems like he has abilities too somehow yeah and he instantly recognized it was cal yeah out of all the kids <laughs> so it's almost what if dr manhattan has distributed his powers to some of these people already we just don't know it yet yeah it could be possible i was thinking that same thing he also was holding boobastus boobastus his little toy that he had boobastus Wait, was what? the creature that the sphinx that Doc, or, sorry, Adrian Veidt used to have when he lived in Karnak oh, yeah, in Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> so that dude marketed Damn, no. himself hella good after. What do you guys think is the best episode so far this season? Last episode. This one? No, last. The one before it. Yeah. That one was, dude, like or, the last four weeks in a row have just been every time, like, damn, that was the best episode. Then it was, yeah. oh, shit, no, that was the best episode and just gets better every time. This one, I thought they nailed the Dr. Manhattan portrayal and just showing his perspective after we've seen all the other characters. Yeah. I thought either two episodes ago or last episode was the best one. I think the one where they showed Hooded Justice origin for me. Yeah. Just the, the transitioning and the direct the directing in that episode was insane. Fuck, dude. I think this one was the best one. <laughs> this is not a bad choice, man. Fuck. This show is just fucking next level, honestly. I'm starting to think this is one of the best shows I've ever watched. It's fucking damn. You like it that much? I think so, and I think Dude, if it, everything is so purposeful, it's so everything good. means something. That's why I know just even him standing on the water, the waffle shit. It's all gonna mean something next episode. There's shit that we didn't even think about probably in the pilot. In old episodes, it's going to tie back in. We're going to be like, oh, fuck, dude. I just love smart shows like this. And if it ended next episode, it's going to end crazy as fuck. We know that. Oh, if yeah. it ended, I'm not going to be mad if there's not a season two, just because this story has been so good. So I hope they stick it. That's the other thing. Hopefully they stick it because they've done a really great job up to this point. Yeah, I hope the conclusion lives up to the, the rest of the story. Yeah. I was going to say, I give it a slim chance, too, that Joe Keen's going to be able to reconstruct himself if he somehow, you know, if they destroy John. Because there's no way that guy understands physics the way John did. That's also why it worked so well, because he was a genius in that aspect. Wait, what What worked so well? That he was How able to reconstruct himself. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that it was actually something you had to consciously focus on. What's she mean? <laughs> when he reconstructed himself i thought it would just automatically happened no it took him weeks or months right luke it was a long time he would appear for a second and i remember yeah. there was a scene where he appeared as just a skeleton for a second and scared spooked everyone in the facility and he showed up weeks or months later didn't that happen a couple times yeah it took a long time but i'm saying he was he understood physics a lot more than this joaquin guy there's no way oh, he's on for that sure level. yeah so if it even works out, I don't think he's going to be able to necessarily rep- you know, replicate himself. Every time you say Joaquin, I keep thinking like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Senator Keen? I don't know. The Senator. <laughs> Joaquin. Got you. I, dude, it just throws me off. I'm like, Joaquin. <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Let's see. Um, okay, so I had a little bit on the PDPedia, and then we got a couple of fan questions, and that's it, boys. So Sounds good. The 
so this week in the PDP, like we were saying, it covered the Fog Dancer book. This for me really just confirmed that PD is 100% lube man. Because the way they describe the Fog Dancers, they're wearing these silver suits, goggles. They cover themselves in gel to help with the heat. There was also a bit about this guy who was called Rawhide in the story. He slid through an air vent, which sounds like Lou Man. <laughs> what the fuck? So he probably calls himself Fog Dancer, you know, or some shit. That's his real nickname. But we, but it's kind of like what we do with, or what Lori was doing with Looking Glass. She calls him Mirror Guy. It's just we're, we're calling him Lou Man. Yeah. So just a little moniker for him. Yeah. And he even makes some joke in there with coming in 50th in this competition where he submitted this book report that that's his origin story. And in this, it was just highlighting about how a ton of the old heroes, the Minutemen and shit, all had this book. Like even Dr. Manhattan read it and loved it. Vite, Rorschach had a copy when they found, they checked out his apartment after he disappeared. Looking Glass had one too. That was why it was written because when they searched Looking Glass's apartment after, he had a copy of it too. Are you talking about uh, Fog Dance? Yeah, Fog Dance. Yeah, or fog, okay. yeah, Fog Dance, sorry. Or Fog Dancer? The Fog Dancer thing. Or f- the Fog Dancer. Fog okay. Dancer, sorry. And the it's story plural. is described as a tragedy in five acts, just as Vite described his play. It's another reference. And in the story, it talks about nothing ever ends, a shit ton. So just, it's very, whatever it, I don't, I think there's a reason. I got to think about it a little more, but let me think. It's just, uh, you want me to explain the rest of you, of you guys? I don't know if you guys read it. I read it, but just explain it for Yeah. I'd, I'd like, I don't think that they're going to put this in right before the finale if it doesn't have some sort of direct meaning for what's coming. It's just talking about how this guy, these people are living under this false reality. They're under these drugs that they're be giving to because they're soldiers. And. Well, no. Okay. Sorry. You explain. Well, no, no, no. You keep going. But I thought he didn't try those drugs until he ended up becoming a. Uh, a fog dancer. An anesthesiologist. Right. I thought that he was, this is what he was given after to deal with his PTSD. No, well, he was seeking shit out, right? And he went to a, like, anesthesiologist, like a dentist fair kind of thing where they have dentists and anesthesiologists. He met a girl there. Yeah. And, and he found uh, this booth where they, they said they give you 250 bucks if you took this drug. Yes, you're right. And so he's like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do that. Right. Because he's looking for something to just forget about what he's seen, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and it's a type of anesthesia. And so he takes it, and it works, like, really good. He keeps taking it, him and this lady that he meets. Name's, right? like, Greta, something like that. Yeah, Greta, yeah. And, and then, yeah, keep going, Zach. You go. uh, sorry, I'm trying to think about because that's that's a good summary. They eventually try to get more of the supply, and they go to the creator of it, who leads them to attack this place one of his own facilities is right he like manipulates them to do this they don't know it's his own facility and it kills a ton of people too they end up blowing it up yeah his name's mr dow that was it in the end he was the one supplying the drugs too oh, this is where it got kind of confusing right because then they wake up this guy wakes up and realizes no he wakes up yeah the greta is the, he's in the hospital and and greta is the nurse mm-hmm that's tending to him. Mr. Mr. Dow is the uh, guy. The he doctor. still is. To, yeah. Is he the doctor? He's there. It, anyways, he's still supplying that. What was what it called? Silent night or something like that. I can't remember the name of the drug, but they're just like injecting <laughs> this guy with it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and his buddy, um, what's his buddy's name? Rough skin, roughneck, rawhide, 
rawhide. His buddy's <laughs> rawhide's there, and he realized he's still he's getting injected with this silent night shit, and he doesn't know what's real from fake. So he takes rawhide's gun and just shoots himself. Yeah, and so I think it's gonna have. Dang, I honestly got a little bit lost right there. I know. I'm sorry. I was I was trying to explain <laughs> like originally I was just trying to explain how what I took from it, and then we just kind of gave like a summary of the whole thing. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll see if I can clean it up on the when I edit this part. It was called Shut Eye, Luke. Shut Eye. Shut Eye. Shut Eye is the drug. It just makes him kind of sleep so that they don't. Because he's dealing with these demons, man. He had to go kill just people and post-war. and But in the end, he doesn't know what's real or not. And I think it's some sort of meaning for that. Maybe a lot of this shit isn't even real. We're about to find out next episode. Yeah. So that was the only real. There wasn't anything else in the PD file, I don't think, right, Luke? PD, PD? Mm-hmm. That was the main one. The main thing for me is that took is that, oh, this is where he gets his inspiration for Loop Man, kind of like how everyone else has theirs. Regina got hers from, or sorry, Angela got hers from the Sister Knight. Same kind of thing. What if like Insomnia is like the shut eye of, oh, and then Bro. Mr. Dow, Mr. Dow. Wait, what's Insomnia? Insomnia is the, or Nostalgia. Or Nostalgia. Oh, yeah, Nostalgia. Sorry. Dude. And then Mr. Dow is Lady True. She's about to trip out everyone, do this sort of dream world. I don't know. Oh, she's going to oh, do some dude, sort it's of... It leads around somewhere to that. Yeah. yeah. she, Dude, she is... I think that she's scheming. I don't know what... I don't think she's really trying to help Dr. Manhattan. Maybe she even wants him out of the picture so she can pull off whatever she needs. She's trying to pull off, finish her dad's work or... <laughs> about to do some fucked up shit. Yeah. I think she's going to wipe a shit ton of people out. Ooh. The Millennium Tower is probably a safe spot. It's probably the only safe spot. So is Will with... Will is in... He's in the theater, right? But I'm saying is Will with her or is he just being duped by her? I think he's being duped too. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. He just cares about taking down Cyclops. So she could be using that motivation for herself. Yeah. She's probably behind... Dude, okay, even that technology they used to get Dr. Manhattan, that's some fucking next level technology she's probably supplying that somehow on top of all that how do they even know that the tachyons work the only person who even knew about him was adrian Vite. so it would make more sense if he passed on that knowledge to true fuck yeah, yeah. fuck <laughs> how are they yeah how would they get that technology without her that's what i'm saying man she's boring yeah i know yeah. that's some high like i know they had smart people working because we've seen what was that girl the girl that duped Looking Glass, she was, what was her, she was some sort of scientist, right? Yeah, neuroscientist, something like that. I can't remember, but so we know they have smart people, but man, if they're getting these supplies, they're either stealing it from her, doubtful, or she's supplying that shit and she's trying to make, use all that as a distraction to cover for whatever she's doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could be way wrong though, bro. I think, but I think she's the big baddie. I think too, especially because she's a Vite spawn, dude. She's scheming. Yeah. And we don't know. <laughs> She's a bite. Yeah, dude. And I wonder if, I don't, what do you guys think Vite's going to do when he comes back? That crash, I feel like that's him. The crash that yeah. happened a couple episodes ago. And so that was in the future of this timeline. That's what's going to happen. That's how he's going to get back. But I don't know how he factors into this because it almost seems like Dr. Manhattan maybe wanted him gone until this point to maybe stop something or I don't know. He's got to factor in this too, though. Also, we forgot to add that with Vite confirmed being gone in 2009 the cake said seven years so it's 2016 so it's going to take him about three years to get back if that's him who comes back what is the great tragedy though is it dr manhattan dying oh you're saying how there's going to be a tragedy yeah 
because he foretold of a it could be a few things i i was thinking about that when i when he originally said that i was like okay so either he's dying or she's gonna die angela but then they said that whole thing about how every relationship has an end so what if it's just their time together ends Hmm. that would be i thought it was for his death yeah you think it's his death so you guys think he's dying or you think he's dying luke yeah i think he might die and Angela becomes the next Dr. Manhattan. Because if Vite wanted him dead, then I'm sure True wants him dead for her own reasons. Did Vite want him dead anymore, though? He just wanted him not to meddle in his, to stop his plan. Yeah. I think a lot of people definitely want him dead, but I don't know how they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. So, make a pre- Let's make yeah. a prediction, though. All of us. About what? Prediction I, I, for the next episode? Yeah. How do you think this, this shit is ending? Because we're not going to do a preview for the finale. <laughs> it's tough, dude. Oh. Fuck. Dr. Manhattan dies. Fuck, dude. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough, dude. Damn. I'm going to be with you. True brainwashes the population. But she's only brainwashing the people around Tulsa is a thing. Well, we don't know what that tower does, really. Maybe it projects that fucking controlling beam across the world. It's pretty centrally located. The mesmerism. Oh, yeah. Like you're saying it's the center of the universe where bullshit that <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Come on, man. Center of America. You know? pretty, it's very centralized in America. Yeah. <laughs> the center of the galaxy, that could be some bullshit. I don't know. Yeah, that's some fucking... That is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't, I don't know. I I was thinking, I think that, okay. I think that she's going to somehow get his powers. The whole walking on water is some sort of remembering some clue from then when she first met him that will lead to her... Because it can't be the water because water is not organic, right? It's not an organic substance or not substance, but what was the word, term that he used? It's not an organic compound. That's what I'm trying to think of. Oh, compound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Water, water is an inorganic compound. So it's not like. What? Okay. So you know how you said, okay, let me start over. Remember how he was saying to her at the very end, said, May, I want you to see me on here because it's very important. That was the first, that was one of the first things that she talked to him about too. She said, so if I become Dr. Manhattan, would I be able to walk on water in that conversation? Yeah, in their first conversation, right? Yeah, and I was thinking, for a second there, I was thinking, oh, what if it's like she has to fall in the water and somehow gets its powers, but water is not an organic compound, so it can't be that. So what I was thinking yeah. is maybe it's a clue, but we were talking about that egg when you drank how the egg. How is water not, not an organic compound? It's an inorganic compound. But how? Because it doesn't have carbon in its fucking... Carbon? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you even know that? Do you want like the 100% scientific definition? Yeah, I was getting kind of sciencey with it. Okay. It says, so the molecule of an organic substance must have at least one carbon atom in its molecule. Water does not contain any carbon atom in its molecules. HGO. Fuck, Billy. So it's an inorganic compound. I'm sorry I didn't have the... <laughs> that's that's like a hard explanation if I don't have it in front of me. I only remembered that because of fucking science in college. But so anyway, just I was <laughs> thinking though... What like you never took like you didn't have to take biology or some shit or fucking yeah like one twenty one fuck you remember that shit <laughs> all right keep going sorry dude just about the eggs dude so I think it has to be the eggs whatever's going on with the eggs because remember when he's making the waffles too he said watch the eggs specifically so maybe there's oh, one yeah. egg that made it out fine yeah but they're already out of there are they going back for that shit is what you're saying what do you mean <laughs> yeah out of there. she's still there she's still there. She's going to kill that dude who got him oh, or whatever. Yeah. 
But is she gonna know to go back for the egg, bro? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> she's gonna know. That's what I'm saying. It's maybe it'll connect it. She'll figure out a connection somehow, or he's gonna say something to her eventually. And I don't know. I think it has to do with the eggs, though. Somehow, because why are they throwing a waffle scene in like that randomly? There's no way that shit's just there for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Interesting. He's just hungry, man. <laughs> we got some fan questions though before we wrap this up, boys. Gotcha. This is just kind of like a clear up question that's super easy. Cammy asks, um, so my questions are, why is Dr. Manhattan so aloof after Angela removes the device? And was Dr. Manhattan reliving the White Knight or remembering it from before the device was implanted? So that definitely, he, so they kind of explained that scene. He is looking back on what Vite told him and said, you're only going to do this stuff as a reflex. Because she asked him, right? Didn't she bring up, do you remember what happened that night with the clock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just helping him. I'm sure he's just hella confused, dude. He just came out of this funk where he doesn't remember 10 years of his life yeah so that's not really that's it dude what oh yeah and that makes sense so fucking judd was probably the one staying over her about to kill her and then fucking what's his name blizzapped him you think i still think that was judd definitely yeah i know you theorized him i'm trying to go look at his injuries like what his injury was it was right under his shoulder on his right shoulder but he said it was a knife injury didn't he say that it's probably lying Maybe. i mean <laughs> that's what i would say too well, yeah, duh, but I'm trying to rem- did he have his arm in a sling or something? Like, I'm trying to rem- I think so, yeah. We One of those guys had to have gotten away because how would they have even known if Cal was Dr. Manhattan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. Someone had to get away. Well, yeah, there's two of them. Probably zapped that dude over the top of him and another one got off and it was, what's his name? It was Judd. Judd. Yeah, and we, had a, we actually had a question about this too. They were asking... So did Judd was Judd innocent in all this? And we we already know that he's not because his wife was but, clearly in on it too. Yeah, this this yeah. fool was involved. He's a hundred percent Cyclops. So it doesn't really even matter how it was figured out. He totally was in on it. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Let's see. Damn boys, we really covered all these. Why would Doctor Manhattan ever feel see Neela? Why would Doctor Manhattan ever have the feeling urge to fall in love? Why would he choose to keep the face of a human? Why would he want to be mortal? Moral of this question is, why would he want to have any of these human attachments since he has transcended humanity? But we already, we talked about that, right? Yeah. I think he's a being that just likes to experience new things or things that he finds to be beautiful. Like anyone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Big Picnic, why is this show so publicly underrated? Man, I don't know. But people are watching. (laughs) Apparently last set, it's averaging 7 million views an episode. So people are now watching. It is pretty underrated, though, man. Fuck. Do seven views and episodes of fuckton, isn't it? I think so, but well, I'm not gonna. We can't really compare it to like Game of Thrones because that was getting 30, 40 million of an episode. Oh, seasons, really? seasons of build up. Yeah, that's the other thing up. too. It takes it takes a long time to build up shows. I'm sure even Game of Thrones was probably getting tops ten million views an episode back then, in its first season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it didn't we'll see. They're picking up to like season four. Too crazy. Yeah, where it was like or a phenomenon. Yeah, bit. yeah. Would you guys want to see a season two of this? I mean, if they have another story to tell, then God, yeah. yeah, dude, this one's done so well. Like, it's almost like just leave it at one season. Right, it's hard to come up with more content that's this good. Yeah, and they really kind of remixed this uh, this comic book into the show really well. And yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know if I need a season two either. We'll see next week though. Fuck. Maybe they leave it on a really fatty cliffhanger. Oh, of the will, first season? Yeah, that we'll need a season. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I think that Damon Lindelof even said that this 
it's the story has a, a complete arc, but if someone wanted to carry it on, it wouldn't be him. He wasn't even sure if he would come back for it, but if they wanted to, they could, they could maybe, but he's saying that his story has an arc. Yeah. I think that's all I got boys. The show got zero, uh, zero golden globe nominations though. It's kind of bullshit. Damn. That's fucking bullshit. Sad. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. Wait, I gotta look at the nominations. Go look. Mm. Game of Thrones got one, and it was for Kit Harrington. Did Mandalorian get any? No, no. The boys? No, I don't think. Oh. But those the Emmys, the Emmys are more of the scene for TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't got anything else, boys. That's it, man. Shoutouts and shit. Yeah. This is a good. This person was saying, do you guys think that Mandalorian is giving off Samurai Jack vibes? That's actually a good comparison, Ross. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of like one-off <laughs> stories. I yeah. think Samurai Jack was better, though. but <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I like Samurai Jack's stories better. The characters definitely were more touching. You cared about them more. Yeah, outside of the two main characters in the oh, show, yeah, Yoda yeah. and Baby Yoda and Mando. But yeah, I agree. That's yeah. a good comparison, though. It's, and it does have Samurai vibes. Oh, this no, whole for show. sure. Yeah. So that was from Catmo123. Thanks, Catmo. <laughs> What else Thanks, we got? Mo. Oh, damn, dude. People are writing like their theories in our reviews right now. Hold on, let me read this. Messiah West wants to know, if what if the Millennium Clock allows them to influence the timeline in such a way that Manhattan can't see it in the whole time? So it's like tachyons? Yeah, I guess. That would, oh, fuck, dude. What if that thing just yeah, has a ton thinking, of tachyons in it? I was thinking it could have something to do with nullifying his powers. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what if he just can't see past this point because tack? Oh, dude, I don't know. Well, he said he could see this point, just he couldn't see in the tunnel, right? Oh yeah, but he hasn't revealed yet what he knows past this. Yeah, no. Just says true. this ends tragically. That's all we know. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out Messiah West. You. That's it. Actually, that's it. That's all we got. Those two. Thanks, y'all. Mm, gotcha. All right, boys. What else we got? Shout out Julian J Five Music. Dot com. Yeah. That's our guy. Follow us on Twitter at Not A Movie Pod, at Culture Cray. We got a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Not Another Movie Pod. We just recorded two pods this week. We did like a trailer rundown for all the trailers that came out for Rise of Skywalker coming out. We just did one on The Irishman too. Those will be up this week for sure. What else we got, boys? That's it. <laughs> That's it, dude. I think so. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we out of here. Yeah, Peace. Later. Later.